Speaking Rachilot can reopen old wounds. Try to stop hatred before it balloons. R- repeating Rachilot adds fuel to the fire. To do Teshuva, an apology is required. Okay, so this week I'll be talking about Klav Dalid and again continuing in the laws of Rachilot. And um, just to mention again and double down on this overall message of what is Rachilot. So Rachilot is. When you hear Lush and Hora from someone, someone says something about somebody else, and then you go and report to who they were talking about, can you believe this person, Shlomo, said this about you? And that, as a result, is going to cause that person that you told to hate, um, you know, to, to, to hate the original speaker in their heart. And that is called Rechilut, um, which is prohibited in the Torah. Now, um, okay, so moving to Halacha Aleph of Klal Dalid. Um, so Halacha Aleph talks about Rechilut is Aser, even if you're repeating something that the victim already knew, and, you know, the, the, the victim already knew that the, the um, already knew about, and however, the first time the victim heard about what was said, he either wasn't affected very much the first time, um, or, or it didn't, didn't bother him for some reason, and then by bringing it, by you bringing it back up, it sort of basically reopened an old wound from what he heard before, and all of a sudden he's going to start hating in his heart this person, um, you know, that said it. So it's certainly prohibited if you tell the um, if you tell the victim the first time, can you believe what this person said about you? But it's even prohibited. Uh, the Chavetz Chaim says it's even prohibited if you sort of. If he already heard it about him, he already heard the Lush and Hora about him, it, he just doubles down and, and you double down and you say, you know, um, did, you know, and, and re basically bring up the topic again. The example that the Chavis Chaim gives is, for example, Ruvain know that he lost a court case in Baston and um, he, he already knows that he lost the case. Now, um, Shimon comes and asks Ruvain, now, what, what was the uh, outcome of that of that case that you had in Baston? And Ruvain's going to have to say, well, you know, the court found that I was, I was liable, I, I was chayev. And then Shimon responds back, gosh, you know, those judges, they, they did not give you a fair shake. They, you didn't get a fair, a fair trial. And as a result of saying that, now Ruvain is going to think back. He already, Ruvain already knew that he lost the case, but it's going to make Ruvain have hatred again in his heart for his opponent in Baston, and it might even make him hate the judges, the the Dionim that are on the Basin. And as a result of basically Shimon re-stirring the pot, bringing it back up again, um, and saying, you know, what really happened then? And then, uh, and then they're going to say, yeah, they found me liable. And then, and then it's just going to spiral into basically Reuven kind of reigniting and opening those old wounds, reigniting the hatred that he had for Baston and his opponent in in, uh, in 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 trial to begin with and by reigniting that that those old you know by reopening those old wounds that's a terrible sin the Chavetz Chaim says um and uh, also the Chavetz Chaim we have spoken about this previously that let's say you really do think that the the Baston got it wrong that the court got it wrong what you're supposed to do in that instance is go to the Baston and say why did you decide this way and, and ask them because it's very likely that either one you didn't understand the the facts on the ground, or two you didn't understand all the complexities of the of the halacha. And if you go to Baston, they'll explain it to you. So you should first go to Baston before you 
come and, and talk to the person that lost and say, man, they did not treat you fairly without actually, you know, first going to Baston and making sure and, 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 and seeing why they decided what they decided. Cause probably they had, they knew something that you didn't know. Um, and, uh, the Chavetz Chaim says that also just by prodding kind of, did this person really say that about you? And already, even though they already knew it by prodding and, and kind of re, you know, opening those old wounds, it reminds the victims of, it reminds the victim of all the past wrongs that were done to him. And it reignites again. It, 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 it catches on fire that old hatred that he had. It, it opens that hatred back to be new, fresh hatred. And again, that's of course a terrible sin. Now, moving to Halacha Bet. So um, the Chavetz Chaim gives us a situation. He says, so somebody speaks Lashon Hora to you and to somebody else, to, to your friend. And that friend violates the Isser of Rechilut. And he goes and he tells the victim about, you know, all that what was said about him uh, in that, in that Lashon Hora session. And now you, the other person that heard the Lashon Hora, you also go. And now you go to the... Um, to the victim and, and you tell him, you know, the exact same thing that basically all the things that, that, that was said about him. Now the Chavetz Chaim says that's prohibited and Kol Vachomer, he says, it's certainly prohibited. If you embellish, if you say, if you add on details to make him even more angry at, uh, at the, at the speaker that said those, those bad things about him. Now, um, and, and basically the Chavetz Chaim warns that it's a serious issue if, the victim asks you, the victim might ask you, you know, I heard that uh, when Ruvain, when that I, I heard that Ruvain denigrated me, that he put me down. Um, is that really true? Did he, did he really say that? And the Chavetz Chaim says it's absolutely prohibited to answer that question. If he, if he said yes, you know, if, if he actually did put him down, if he did, if he, what, he did degrade him, it's absolutely prohibited for you to agree that yes, he did, he did uh, degrade, you know, and say bad things about you. That would be absolutely ridiculous, he says. Um, and it would cause the victim to hate even more. Now, the Chavis Chaim says an interesting point. The case, the situation in Allah Chabet was a person tells you and a friend Lashon Hora. However, the Chavis Chaim says that's the reason why, why isn't that considered, you know, public? The reason is, is because there's a general assumption that if the speaker speaks to three or more people, Whatever's said in that conversation is eventually just basically public information because it's inevitable with three people, the word's going to get out. However, if he is just speaking, if the Lashon Hora speaker is only speaking to two, he's not, the speaker's not expecting the word to get out. Therefore, you don't have the same kind of heterim around if you hear Lashon Hora spoken to more three or, three or more people as you do in, in this case where you just have two people, that basically that message is never supposed to get back to the victim with just two people. Um, now, the Gemara, the Gemara in Bavakama 10a, he, the Chavetz Chaim makes some interesting comparisons here. Um, so the, the Gemara in Bavakama 10a speaks about something not at all related to Rechilut, and uh, you'll see the Chavetz Chaim's wisdom and just Chachma of how he was able to put this together. So the, the Gemara in Bavakama speaks about how Somebody um, basically puts dried figs, uh, sorry, dried twigs next to a fire, and in order basically to add fuel to the fire and to burn up his neighbor's grain. So he sees a fire, he sees the direction the fire is going, and he puts the twigs there. And by putting the twigs there, um, you know, if if basically if without adding those twigs to the fire, if the fire um, had you not added those twigs. It, the, it, um, then the fire wouldn't have made it to the grain. And then certainly because you added those twigs, the only reason that the only 
the only reason why you know the the twigs are the the his grain is burned now is because you added those twigs certainly you're chayev however if the fire would burn the grain even without adding to it um you're still chayev why is that why does that make any sense so you're chayev because basically um it, because you sort of added fuel to the fire that it was that you at you contributed um, an equal share that had it sort of you, you contributed it sorry not just an equal share share of a sufficient share that that either your twigs or his twigs either one of them would be sufficient on their own to get to the grain so two people put down twigs but because you put them down and, and either one of them would have been sufficient then both of them are chayev in that case if both are sufficient um, and again, you know, this is a, definitely a concept in American law, sort of the but-for test. And, you know, had, had, w- this, this wouldn't have happened but for the fact, you know, that his grain wouldn't have burned but for the fact that he put those twigs down. But even without the but-for test, because there were multiple offenders here, that there were two people putting down wood, even then you'd still be chayev because both of them independently, would, it would have been sufficient to make, the, make an issue. Another example of that is Bava Kama 51a talks about somebody puts a, you know, digs a pit in the middle of a, in the middle of a road, 10 tefachim deep. And it's a known fact that if you dig a pit 10 tefachim deep, then as a result, an animal that falls in that, that pit will unfortunately die. So what happens if someone builds a pit that's 10 tefachim deep, another person comes along and digs another 10 tefachim, so it's 20 feet, 20 tefachim deep, and another person comes and builds, uh, digs another 10 tefachim, so it's 30 tefachim deep. All of them are chayev. Why is that? It's because each one of them individually would have been chayev. So if they each dug 10, and again, 10 is the measure, anything less than 10 is not considered enough to be sufficient to sufficiently hurt an animal on its own but because they basically each added 10 even though they were each digging the same pit it's still they had they individually done it and they would have been individually chayev because 10 tfachim alone is sufficient so because they each dug 10 on their own they're all three chayev um so um one interesting point though is that for uh the chavis client mentions that for the case of the pit and the case of the green so in the case of the so in the case of adding the twigs down, the fire hadn't actually reached the twigs. So you were basically adding your twigs to somebody else's twigs before the fire got there. So too in Bavakama, so the pit was already in the road, and you were just you were adding to the pit. This is different though, because for Rachilu, the person the 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 one of the other people, uh, in in this case the Chavetz gives one of the other people, already gave. Um, Already, already gave the information that was that was said to the victim. So he already violated Rachilut, and then you're doing it separately in a separate act. So it's a li- it's a little bit uh, different there. Um, uh, however, no, the the Chavetz Chaim says that basically, um, what makes that that what makes the what fundamentally makes the person that's adding more wood to the to the fire to burn down the guy's. Um, to burn down the guy's uh, grain, what makes him chayev? What actually makes him chayev? So the Chavetz Chaim explains it's because basically you're adding, literally, you're adding fuel to the fire. You're adding those twigs to the fire and it's going to be a stronger fire and it's going to cause more damage. And because you added more, tw- even though, even though, yes, it's true, had you not added those twigs, the, f- the grain still would have burned. However, now that you added the grain, that the twigs, the grain is going to burn, and probably even something more is going to burn. It's going to burn stronger, better, 
So by you adding, you basically contributed to the issue. And the Chafetz Chaim says, so too by this case of Lashon Hora. Because what happens? Someone, you know, someone speaks Lashon Hora to you and a friend. The friend goes, tell, goes and tells the victim. The victim says, okay, I heard it from one source. Maybe it's not really true. You know, I didn't hear him right. Whatever, you know, I blew it off. A second person comes and doubles down. Then what do you think? You're going to, if you're the person, if you're the victim and you hear two people come to you independently and say, can you believe what this person said? The, the second person, if anything, is going to be a stronger first force than the first one. But at the time the second person comes, the guy's going to say, gosh, I've already heard this twice. This guy must, you know, the guy that was talking about me really must have it out for me, must hate me. And then he's going to harbor a hatred in his heart for the, for the original speaker. So the Chavitz Chaim says, just like by adding wood to the pile, you're causing a bigger burn, a bigger fire, more damage. So too, by being that second speaker, you're adding a bigger hatred, a, a more fiery hatred um, to, that, to that poor victim that now hears two independent sources coming and telling him that a per- certain person hates him. That's certainly uh, much worse, and that's similar to sort of adding those twigs of the fire, similar to uh, the second person coming along and, and giving the Lashon giving the Rechilot twice. Now, moving to the last halacha in the Klal, halacha Gimel. So if you say Rechilot and you want to do Teshuva, what are you supposed to do? So the Chavetz Chaim says you have to ask to ask for forgiveness from the victim and also atone to Hashem. It's not just enough to atone to Hashem, and it's not just good enough to forgive the victim. You have to do both. Um, also, the Chavetz Chaim mentions when should you do that. At what point have you violated the Isser of Rechilot and you have to ask for forgiveness? So the Chavetz Chaim says it's immediately once the Rachel tells the victim, you know, can you believe this person said that about you? And then at that point, once he, you know, once the victim accepts that, wow, he must have really said this about me, then you have to apologize to the victim. Not only that, the Chavetz Chaim says you should try to talk to the victim and, and, and try to talk him out of his hatred, um, bef- you know, before that hatred eventually escalates maybe into even fighting the original speaker. So, um, you know, it's important that we, it, that, that at what time do you have to do teshuva? Pretty much immediately after you go and confront the, in, in, after you violate Rechilos and you tell the victim what was said about him, you should, even before the victim confronts the person that said these things about him, you should immediately go to the victim and try to appease him. Because the Chafiz Chaim warns, if you don't do that, then things can escalate very quickly. If there's a lot of hatred, there can be a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, hatred and fighting and, and just bad things happen from that. So you have to immediately try to mend those wounds. Okay, so to recap what I spoke about. So um, this is Klal Dalit of Rechilot. And as I mentioned, just generally, Rechilot is when someone says, can you believe this person, you know, said that about you? That, that person that says that is, uh, is a Rachel. And that's prohibited in the Torah. Now, Halakha Aleph of Klal Dalit says that, Rechil is prohibited even if you are repeating something that the victim already knew about from before, and you're just repeating it. Um, why is that prohibited? Basically, by bringing it up again, you're going to reopen old wounds. And it could very well be that the first time he heard it, he wasn't really affected. He said, okay, maybe I didn't hear it right. Maybe it wasn't such a big deal. Now, the second time he heard it, now that really reopened those old wounds and created a lot more hatred, which is a terrible thing. An example of this, Chavetz Chaim gives, Ruvain knows that... Uh, that um, Reuven already knew that he lost a court case in Bastin. And Shimon goes and asks, what was the uh, outcome of that court case that you were in, Reuven? And Reuven says, yeah, the, the court, they found me, they found me chayev, they found me, uh, you know, ob- um, uh, obligated to, to, to give over money. And then Shimon responds, man, I, I know those judges did you wrong. I know you didn't get a fair shake. You, you didn't have a fair trial. 
And as a result of saying that, now Ruvain, he the issue with that is Ruvain already, you could say, well, Ruvain already knew about the court case. What, what, you know, what, what does it matter if he's talking about it again? No, the Chavaz Chaim says, Ruvain, by asking, by provoking Ruvain again, basically, it's reopening those old wounds and it's going to make Ruvain hate the Chas uh, hate the judges on 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 the Basin and hate the opponent that he faced and basically it's going to reignite a certain hatred and maybe even make it stronger than before and by prodding those old wounds it's going to basically reignite the hatred and what should you do if you find base you know, that the Basin maybe did something wrong you should first go to Basin and say maybe you know I don't understand this case why did you rule this way and they'll explain to you well. You didn't understand. This was part of the, you, did, you know, these were the facts on the ground. Maybe you didn't understand the full facts on the ground. Or maybe they're going to explain, you didn't really understand the halacha. And that's why it came out that way. And before addressing, before going straight to the person that lost the court case, you should first go to the basin and try to understand why they ruled the way they ruled. Moving to halacha bet. So the situation is somebody speaks Lush and horror to you and a friend. Now the friend goes and violates Rechilos and tells the victim, you know, can you believe what uh, this guy said about you? And now you, the other person that was there, you go and you also go and later, you later on, you go and tell the victim again, um, can you believe what this guy said about you? And that's prohibited. The Chavetz Chaim says, it's prohibited if you embellish the message and say, and add on extra, extra things that are, you know, are, 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 are extra to uh, really, really cause hatred. Now, the Chavetz Chaim says, it's a serious problem if the victim asks you, if, if somebody asks you, you know, I heard that you were there when Ruvain degraded me. Um, is it really true that he said that? Now, the Chavetz Chaim says, it's absolutely prohibited to answer that question. Um, because by answering yes, you would be violating Rechilos because you'd basically be causing Ruvain to hate that person that said those things about him. Um, now, uh, the Chavetz Chaim says, now, um, what's... We we have the general concept I've spoken about before that something's public. You can assume that a, a speaker meant to say something publicly if they spoke it to three or more people. Because once you speak to three or more people, basically the word already gets out. However, the Chavetz Chaim says this is not a case where someone said something and assumed the word was going to get out. They were only talking to two people, not to three people. You have to be talking to three or more. Talking to two people, you don't expect the word to get out. So. Um, you don't have the right to go around and tell tell everybody what you heard because you expect that that's not common knowledge, just only hearing it with two people. The Gemara in Bavakama 10a says, somebody puts dried twigs next to a fire in order to add fuel to that fire and basically to burn up his neighbor's grain. And um, so if you say, if it's a case without adding the fire, without adding those extra twigs, the fire you know wouldn't have made it to the grain, then certainly you're chayev. So, but you're even high of the Chavetz Chaim says if you add on that extra grain, um, um, it, it, you know if the grain would have burned without you, if the grain, if it, basically if, if the uh, if the if the wood would have burned with the fire would have burned without you, and it, it would have burned his grain anyways, and you just added fuel to the fire, you're still high of. Um, so why are you still high of there? It's basically because you added fuel to the fire and you made an even bigger fire. Similar halacha in Bavakama, that if someone builds a pit on a road and it's 10 tvachim deep, which is enough to hurt an animal, you're chayev for hurting an animal then, and then someone comes along and builds it another 10 tvachim deep for 20, and another person comes along and builds it another 10 tvachim deep for 30 tvachim deep, all are chayev. Why? Because each person individually on their own would have been enough, would have been sufficient to cause the issue. So just because none of them were actually, you know, necessary, they were all sufficient. 
So the point being that basically every one of them that built 10 Tfachim deep, you only needed one of those three to, to cause injury. But every single, but, but through each independently on their own, because each was 10 Tfachim deep, they each independently could have hurt the animal. Uh, their ditches could have hurt the animal. So because it was, everybody you know, gave the requisite amount, the sufficient amount, all three are Chayev. And the Chavetz Chaim says, um, here too, the first person that said Rechilos is Chayev on their, so, so again, just to recap the case, this person, you know, a person speaks flesh and horror in front of you and your friend, your friend goes and speaks and tells the victim what was said about him, and then you go and tell the victim what was said about him. So the Chavetz Chaim says, the first time that someone happened about, he's Chayev for Rechilos. So maybe you would say, well, he's already Chayev for Rechilos. Why would I be Chayev for Rechilos also? You know, the, the, the sort of Rechilos is already done with this, with this case. He already, it was already the build, you know, the beans were spilt. What new is there to say? However, the Chavis Klaim says, no, this is Rechilos. Why? Um, maybe you would say, you know, because basically the person independently on their own um, the, was, was a Rachel, was, you know, each person independently uh, was causing problems. Now, um, maybe you would say this case is, is different because the wood case, the wood was already set down before, and you're just kind of adding to the fire, adding to the, you know, you're just sort of adding to the fuel, but you're, you're, um, as where this case, it's totally separate. This case, um, you know, the, the Rechilos was already done, and now you're, you're just kind of going back and adding more, you know, and, 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 and piling on. It's, uh, but the, the fire case, the fire hadn't actually reached the twigs yet. So by adding the twigs, you're really adding a bigger flame. However, the Chavitz Chaim says, there is a, the, really these cases are similar. Why? Because, because each, because basically when, with the fire case, when you're, when someone adds twigs and then you go and add your own twigs, basically you're making the damage, even though their twigs alone would have burned the guys, um, would have burned the, you know, the, the, your neighbor's grain by you adding twigs, you basically increase the damage. And so too, the Chavitz Chaim says by Rechilos, the, the first speaker of Rechilos certainly did a sin and they violated the Isser of Rechilos. But by you coming along and repeating it, you also, you basically added to the fire. You added to that hatred. And the Chavetz Chaim explains that usually a lot of the times, the first time someone hears Rechilos, they say, ah, you know, it's probably not true, not that big of a deal. The second time they hear, they hear Rechilos about them, they're going to say, gosh, it must be true. This guy really hates me. So in a lot of ways, the Chavetz Chaim says the, the second person that comes and doubles down is a lot of the ways even worse than the first person that comes and says Rechilos. Now to um, talk about the last halacha in the klal, uh, klal uh, halacha gimel says that if you said rechilos and you um, want to do teshuva, you have to first ask forgiveness from the victim, and in addition to that, you have to t- atone to Hashem. And um, at what point do you have to ask for forgiveness? So the Chavetz Chaim says you even have to ask for forgiveness immediately once you tell the victim, you know, can you believe this was said about you? At that point in time, you have to say rechilos even before that victim goes and confronts and, and tries to fight the, the speaker. Um, and you should try to basically talk him down from the ledge and say, you know what, talk him out of his hatred um, before it escalates into, into something worse. Now to uh, say my poem, speaking Rechilot can reopen old wounds. Try to stop hatred before it balloons. Repeating Rechilot adds fuel to the fire. To do teshuva, an apology is required. And uh, with that, this has been Kalal Dalid. Um, l'chaim, l'chaim, and uh, have a good job.